Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 87 of the All or Something Living Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about how you can learn to respond versus react. So have you ever snapped at someone and immediately regretted it? I know for me, when my bonus son moved in with us full time, this was over five years ago, I found myself snapping at him a lot. And I was often caught off guard by his presence or his request. And I think this was especially because I wasn't used to having children around. And so it caused me to just react with irritation. So I personally didn't like my rude, snippy reactions, but sometimes I just felt like they were out of my control, that no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't stop myself. But since I'm all about empowerment, I chose to take control instead of allowing the situation to control me. Now, I went through three steps that I'm going to share with you in this episode, and I kept practicing until it became a habit for me to start responding instead of react. I'll take you through these three simple steps that'll have you shocking yourself with your ability to stay cool, calm, and collected in a tense situation. This podcast is sponsored by the All or Something Lifestyle Crash Course. If you love and benefit from this podcast, then you are really going to love this course. So for just $27, you can learn the ins and outs of how you can finally get out of your own way and become unapologetic about your life's visions and desires. The crash course is divided into four short modules. In the first module, I'll break down how you can stop chasing external validation and find the confidence within yourself to complete any important goal that you set. Module two is all about learning how to have such a deep, fulfilling relationship with yourself that you quit living for the when and you start living for the now. In module three, you'll discover why you likely experience binges and strong cravings when it comes to food and how to set goals to nourish your body without feeling the need to be perfect or restrict or diet all the time. And finally, in module four, you'll learn how to show up more consistently for yourself your relationships, your professional life, and more. I'll teach you how you can build flexible routines that allow you to be productive while still honoring down days. You'll finish each day feeling accomplished and proud of yourself. With each module, you get a PDF worksheet, and I've even included an emergency self-care kit for times when you feel burnt out or tired. You can access the course anytime, anywhere, and watch the videos with slides if you're a visual learner, or listen as you complete other tasks if you're more of an auditory learner. To sign up, click the link in the show notes or visit laurenkepler.com and go to the courses tab. Hope to see you in there. All right, so the first step in learning to respond versus react is to understand what the differences are between the two. So what are the differences between responding and reaction? What do they look like and why is this important? So first of all, I want to preface all of this by saying that neither reaction is inherently bad. And honestly, we're all capable of snapping from time to time because I've said that for the most part, 
Um, I've been able to change this behavior with my bonus son, but there are still times when I am, say, having a bad day or I'm hormonal and I will still snap. And the key thing here is that when that happens, I don't beat myself up or think, oh, shoot, like I'm falling back into old patterns. I am becoming my past self again. I just recognize that I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes sometimes. And I remind myself of why it's important. Another thing that I do is I make sure that I acknowledge the behavior to him and I apologize for that as well. So I take accountability for what I've done. Um, so, it, I mean, it is normal that you are going to snap from time to time. It's never going to go away. Um, but what you can do is improve the amount of times or change the amount of times that you are reacting and try and respond from a place of love or patience or whatever intention that you set for yourself more often. So reacting means allowing for a knee-jerk reaction and sometimes explosive, like say you lash out or you yell at somebody or cuss at them without really taking the time to think through what you'd like to say. And a lot of times when we are reacting, it almost feels like it's a bodily response, like our body takes over versus it's really not our minds and our hearts speaking. And that's why it's important that we learn how to train our bodies to first of all recognize um, when we have the desire to react and then be able to change that um, trajectory, I guess you could say. And I'll talk more about that further on in the episode. But so that's reacting is just kind of a knee-jerk reaction. It feels like you're not in control. And then responding is allowing yourself to take the time to breathe and relax your body and to to really come from a more centered place. And whatever that whatever you decide to say, whatever expressions come on your face, um, just the overall way that you that you respond really. So it means, um, well, handling conversations from that place, from that more centered, grounded, I'm in control kind of place, it feels a lot more empowering than allowing your emotions to take over. And I think that's why it was so important for me to change that behavior because the way that I was reacting to Jalen was like, I was like, this isn't me. This isn't how I would personally choose to respond to this situation if I felt like I had the choice. And so I knew I was like, um, I don't want this unconscious behavior to take over. I really want to turn this into a conscious behavior and a very intentional, um, intentional moment with him. And even, you know, it could turn into a teaching moment, but that's for another time. So the second thing that you want to do, the next step, so the first step was understanding the difference. And then the next step is to decide why it's important to you. So to start to think about, you know, who is it that you lose temper with the most? It's usually, hint, hint, the people closest to us that we tend to lash out on and that we just feel so comfortable and we're like, well, they love me, so they're not going to leave me or it's my child, so obviously they can't leave me. And so it feels like I could just unload on them. But the funny thing is that these are the people that we actually, if we think about it, we want to hurt these people the least. Like, I would, I don't know, I'd honestly rather hurt nobody, but if I were to choose between hurting a complete stranger or hurting Jason or Jalen, I would choose the complete stranger. 
But these are the people we find hurting, we find ourselves hurting um, more than anyone else. And so for me, that alone, knowing that I don't want to hurt the people that I care about and I want them to know that I truly care about them, that alone was enough of an incentive for me to learn how I could respond to conflict or, you know, um, unexpected situations with love instead of lashing out in anger. So if you've decided that it's important to you to for you to respond instead of reacting to situations, then it, it's really going to help if you develop your why so that you can remind yourself every time because it's going to get hard. You're going to feel discouraged. I mean, I'm pretty sure this was a multiple years long process of me just telling people like venting like I just don't understand why I can't get this behavior under control um but I did understand why it was so important for me to do that and so I just kept trying and knowing why it's necessary for you to change a habit is key for obtaining long-term results that's just a little aside for any habit that you're setting in your in your life is just recognizing that first you have to have a reason to because if you're just doing it because you feel that you should or somebody told you that you should or for whatever reason but it's not something that feels deeply aligned to you then the chances that you're going to obtain long-term results are very slim so um, a lot of people say for example have a goal to lose weight but they their why is usually just to look good um And so if you're just expecting like an outer result, but you don't really have like a deeper, like, why is this so important to me? So that when things get hard or when you get off track, you can bring yourself back to that. Like, yeah, I mean, looking good is a very, a very superficial desire. And so that's not really going to keep me connected to my, my vision, if that makes sense. So for you personally, back to the topic of um, of learning how to respond versus react, I recommend that you take some time to journal about why you want to transform your usual reactiveness into a more well-meaning, um, thought-out response. So that's step number two. And then step number three is to just come up with a plan. So the other part of successfully following through with any goal that you set for yourself is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do and envisioning it before it happens so that you can be prepared. So if you understand the differences, now that you understand hopefully the differences in responding versus reacting, and then if you've taken some time to understand why it's important to you, maybe you already knew right off the bat when we started this episode, or maybe you still need some time to dig. But once you've figured that out, then the next step for you is to come up with a plan of execution. And as I said, if you you truly want to be effective in changing a habit long term, it's always good for you to have a plan. So one example of how you can give yourself time to respond is to first become aware that you're agitated. And the best way, I mean, usually we know right away, but what is the sign? What is the sign that we feel agitated. It's usually a tension in the body, right? Um, Back to, I think, a few episodes back when I was talking about how emotions make us feel. So 
stress. It shows up almost like stress in the body. It feels tense. It feels like, ooh, like you kind of want to crawl out of your skin. And it's an immediate response, right? I notice sometimes when Jalen walks into the room, I hold my breath. I just go, <gasps> I like suck in and hold my breath. And that causes me to become really tense. And so I have to I have to consciously remind myself, breathe, take a deep breath. It's okay. You're safe. He's not going to hurt you. You can respond to him. If you need some space, you can say it out loud. You can vocalize, hey, now's not a good time. Can I please have some space? I don't have to just say, um, I don't know. What did I always say? Just leave me alone or something like that. Um, you can respond with love. So once you become aware of that feeling in your body, then you can recognize that releasing the tension is going to put you in a better place to respond. It's going to give you that space and it's going to um, activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is opposite of the sympathetic fight or flight response. It gives you more of a relaxed ability to respond. So it helps to take a deep breath and then relax the tense parts of your body. So say it's your belly that's holding the tension, push your belly out or your jaw, relax your jaw. And then from that place, you can decide how to respond. And your response can vary depending on what your need is. You can say something like, can I have some space to think about it? Or I really need some time to think this over. I'm not exactly sure yet. Or, hi, honey, I'm not in the mood for interaction right now. So can I please get some alone time? You can even add to that, like, come back in five minutes. I've said that to Jalen before. Um, or let's plan something to do together later just whatever response feels most appropriate. And because you've put yourself in this state to be able to decide what it is that you need, then you'll be able to recognize and vocalize that. So while this may seem like an obvious plan, not everyone was taught how to calmly respond in times of irritation. And I know that wasn't the norm in my family of origin, the family that I grew up in. I don't really think we even knew how to communicate with each other. So a lot of it was either berating each other, it was yelling. Um, yeah, we didn't have these loving responses for the most part. I know my mom was usually pretty good at like being chill, but the rest of us were very volatile. <laughs> so start to think about what's your plan for building your response muscle. Could it be something like pausing, recognizing the tension, and then taking a deep breath, releasing the tension, and then deciding, okay, this is how I want to respond. And with practice, just remember that it it seems like a long process and you're like, how can I, <laughs> people are going to think I'm weird because I'm just sitting there silently. But really things like this, practices like this, once you build the habit, it becomes a split second reaction and you get really good at it and it becomes second nature for you. So it's basically reconditioning your, your automatic ability to react. So choosing to respond to situations instead of reacting to them not only allows you to take your power back, but it also will improve the relationships in your life. So I just want to commend you for having the desire to approach difficult situations and tension with people that you care about or maybe even don't care about with more love and awareness. And it's not always easy to do, but I promise you that it's worth it. So try these steps out and you might actually surprise yourself with how chill and even tempered you become. I know I've definitely surprised myself.
So um, that's it for this episode. If you haven't had time to join or haven't had a chance to join the All or Something Living Crash Course, I would love to have you in there. It's going to teach you how you can show up more fully and vibrantly in your life. And so if that's what you desire, that is the course for you. Now, next week, we are going to talk about, don't mind the plane going overhead. Next week, we're going to talk about the beliefs that are required to become a successful entrepreneur. If you're not an entrepreneur, you can also apply this to other areas of your life. So it's just a lot of mindset um, stuff, which we love to talk about on this podcast. So be looking forward to that. I can't wait to talk to you then. But until then, just remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.